It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome to the land of bourbon, bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Twitch or possibly watching on demand on YouTube or Rumble. If you are subscribed on YouTube or Rumble, please hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to get notified whenever an episode goes live. Um, There seems to be some issues with audio, so I'm doing the best I can here. Please don't hate me. So, all sorts of craziness going on in the world. We have gas stoves. We have classified documents in places where they're not supposed to be. So, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Classified gas stoves. But, before we do that, let me tell you about coffee. Yes, that's right. The most delicious of beverages in all the world. Aside from these delectable whiskeys over my shoulder. That would be American Pride Roasters coffee. Small batch coffee made to order, ground to order. Whenever you put your order in at aprcoffee.com, so many great flavors. I am a huge fan of the Teddy Roosevelt. I I, I can't say enough. The Teddy Roosevelt, the uh, Thomas Paine Age of Reason remix. It is also good. Great flavor, perfectly balanced. You don't get some of that bitter, acidic taste that you do with a lot of uh, you know, big box store brands. So check it out. Uh, and be sure to look through the different flavors of coffee they have. They have regular, old-fashioned coffee that has no additional flavors. They have dessert coffees. They have Doc's Bacon Blast. They have Doc's Uranus Hertz. They have... The Ron sexual chocolate was good chocolate with hints of raspberry to it. So check all of it out. They have so many great flavors there to satisfy whatever cravings you may have in the coffee realms. Check it out. American pride roasters.com. Historically great coffee. All right, so getting back into the swing of things, um, as you know, last week was the first episode of the new year, and um, hopefully this is uh, going well, because let me tell you, this is been having some issues maintaining audio on uh, Twitch and all that, so... I think it's the uh, I think it's New Year's gremlins running around here, just making things difficult. So that being said, I have just got to tell you, I apologize for anyone who is not getting the video on this. It's 
has been crazy. I don't know what's up with it. Tech issues are a little out of my control here. You know what I mean? So um, I would like to apologize. I know it's, I'm two weeks into this season and there's been nothing for the YouTube, nothing for the rumbles, nothing to even watch on Twitch to go back, check out the replay for that. I apologize. Now that I've gotten that off my chest, hopefully next work at work next week, it works a lot better. Um, let's talk about classified gas stoves. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, classified gas stoves. The only thing with a lower ratings review than Velma on HBO max. Um, so earlier this week, it came out that the uh, head of the consumer product safety board, the CPSB was looking into regulating, if not outright beginning to ban gas stoves. All because there was a study. It was commissioned by the Rocky mountain Institute that pointed out that the 40% of homes, they are, uh, 40% of homes in America, they have gas stoves and are responsible for 12% of childhood asthma. And as such, oh, they they leak all the time. Even, even when they're not on, they're leaking into the home. When they're burning, they're releasing, you know, mixed with the nitrogen, nitrogen in the air. It's producing car, uh, nitrous oxide. It's making carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide. Methane's getting released. Oh, my God. It's the end of the world. Not only are you killing your children, you're killing the planet, too. Oh, my God. And so then, immediately, we need to ban gas stoves, blah, 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 blah. We need to ban them outright. It's a horrible thing. We need to get rid of them. Well, fast forward a couple days, and suddenly, uh, Mr. Trumpko, the uh, head of the CPSB comes out and says, I'm, I'm not trying to take your gas stoves. That's just fear-mongering on the part of, of the crazy right-wingers and, and, and all this. It, no one's coming for your stoves. Meanwhile, you still have the crazy people on the left. We need to take rid of the gas stoves. They're evil. <laughs> it's like, come on. And, and, and I get it. Things in life are scary. Nothing in life is guaranteed to be awesome. Nothing guaranteed in life to be perfect. We have so many amazing appliances. We have so many great pieces of technology. Some of them are based off really old technology, like gas stoves. Now, I can understand the concern if all gas stoves still ran on pilot lights. Well, okay, all new gas stoves. There are still people with... 40, 50 year old, you know, appliances that, Hey, the pilot light is burning. So I'm not worried about it. Whereas newer stoves, um, they have either little heat coils next to the burners. They light up that, that get hot. And then when the propane hits them, woof, you know, kind of in new style gas furnaces, you don't have a pilot light anymore. 
Um, or or you have like you you have the the ones that are like uh, barbecue grills. It's got the little electric igniter that you know. You know, you sit there, you hold your stove, the little knob on the stove for however many seconds. You hear it clicking. You can look down. There's little sparks around all the burners. And then when you turn, the one you're turning on opens up that gas valve and woof, the burner ignites. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand stuff, stuff like uh, those control valves and all that. They wear out over time. The thing is, you have to properly maintain your stove. Get a service plan. Make sure you have someone come in and see that all is good. You just can't be all willy-nilly and not care. But this brings me back to the study from Rocky Mountain Institute. Now, if you follow the world of studies, you know that anyone doing any study can come up with any results. Uh, I heard a guest on the Glenn Beck show earlier this week talking about how he was a whistleblower for Coca-Cola because Coca-Cola funded a study that they could show to Congress that Coca-Cola was not as unhealthy as everyone says. Meanwhile, you have other groups doing studies funded by anti-sugary drink lobby that shows Coca-Cola will try to murder you in your sleep. So who do you believe here? Do you believe the study that says, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Do you believe the people quoting the study? Oh my God, it's the end of the world. Do you believe the people who were coming out saying, that study's so full of crap, come on, it can't, can't be even remotely accurate? Or is it somewhere in the middle of all of them? Like I said, you have people on, on the media saying they're going at simultaneously saying, we're going to take your stove. No, we're not going to take your stove. We're going to take it. No, we're not. We're going to take it. No, we're not. Well, make up your damn minds. You want my stove or not? Because honestly, I will go full Molon Labe. And if you want to come and take it. However, again, you get back to the study. It has been incredibly difficult to find because dissent has to be hidden at all costs. And in the case of this study, the the very researchers who conducted it, they said something kind of shocking. They came out and they started saying, no, 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 no. We never said that. Go back and read the study. It's not written in there. The study does show that you know, 12.6% of children with asthma reside in a house with a propane or natural gas fired stove. But keep in mind, 40% 
of homes have these particular appliances. What this study does not take into account is Are there smokers in the home? Is there a family history of asthma? Are there other medical conditions that lead to a child having asthma? The the authors of the study point out correctly that, yeah, there are some interesting correlations. However, there is not enough evidence to prove causation. And that's the big thing. Correlation is not causation is an expression that has been around for a long stinking time. Uh, I think the, one of the best uh, arguments that's been made is yeah, is the, the whole vaccine and autism thing. Now, one out of every 200 children has autism. I know autism speaks. They get a lot of money and they do a lot of advocacy. And maybe not necessarily um, the most accurate information. Because this is a, an argument I've had online. I've had in person. I've, I think I've even made it on this show before. The definition of what is autism expanded greatly in the 1930s due to the research of Nazi scientist Dr. Asperger. You may better know him as Asperger syndrome. Yes, that's right. Or Asperger's, however you want to say. He was German. Who cares? He was a Nazi. But his studies on autistic children... And seeing that, you know, there's there's a lot of similarities between what we know is autism and these people who are kind of off. Not 100% there. They tend to be savants. You know, he's, he's the, the idea came up with the idea that autism is a spectrum disorder because you can't necessarily say this is a set in stone uh, disorder, that this is 100% how it looks every time. Well, and then you, so you take this widening of the net, so to speak, you start catching more fish. And yes, I understand there's a lot of vaccines out there. But some of them do use aluminum at, to help cause the, uh, the initial reaction that gets your immune, res- immune response to come in and start attacking the, the dead or weakened viruses in the shot. That then trains your body, hey, this is what we need to look out for. But that doesn't necessarily mean that those shots, even... The huge number of shots they give out now compared to 50, 60 years ago, it doesn't necessarily cause the autism. Frankly, I believe autism is just a genetic thing. There are certain markers that when they line up just right, you have children who are kind of different. 
They're socially awkward. They they do repetitive behavior things. It, causation is not necessarily identified by correlations because you, you can make correlations between anything as as long as uh, the data supports the correlation. I mean, one hundred percent of people breathe oxygen. 100% of people who get cancer breathe oxygen. So, I mean, the, the correlation's there. Oxygen causes cancer. To those who are listening, trying to ban this episode from whatever platform it might be on, I am making a point. I am not doing any crazy, crazy conspiracy theory stuff claiming that oxygen does indeed cause cancer because that would be dumb. That was my disclaimer. So sit down, shut up, and enjoy the rest of the show, you hateful McHateltons. So, going back to this study, the idea that we should make giant policy changes based on questionable studies, which even the uh, the study authors say, no, 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 you are drawing the wrong freaking conclusions here. Meanwhile, uh, Washington State, they've already updated their building codes. So buildings built after a certain point, I believe last year, can no longer have gas stoves. New York State, uh, Governor Hochul just signed a bill updating their laws or their building codes. So now all new construction will be free. Of gas stoves. And again, I'm not saying it's a faulty study. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is there are a lot of faulty conclusions. Um, it, it's like all the climate change crap. We've got less than 10 years and then the world's just going to explode and we're all going to die from global warming. Well, uh, Michael Schellenberger. Michael Schellenberger is a huge environmentalist. He is a liberal. I'm not going to call him a leftist, but he is a liberal. He does not 100% line up with you know, my beliefs with the beliefs of many of you who listen to this show. However, he has been doing reporting and investigative journalism to back up his conclusions and his policy suggestions for a long time. And he started getting a hold of the scientists who created the study that the, the intergovernmental climate change group from the UN, they keep citing ah, 12 years. You have less than 12 years and the world's going to explode. Of course, now it's been two years. Now it's less than 10 years. Paul Ehrlich is, uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's just kind of sitting there smirking going, ah, Another person's going to be wrong. They'll take their eyes off me and every wrong prediction I've had for the past 70 years. But 
know, Schellenberger's calling these scientists going, hey, this is what they're saying about this study that you did, that you were impaneled to do. And they're like, no, 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 no. That is a horrible mischaracterization of our conclusions. Because narrative is way, way more uh, convincing to make policy change than facts. That is the big thing that they're always trying to do. They're always trying to just twist everything, get around just right. Because if we get the story just the right way, people will panic and they'll buy into it because, oh, my God, it's got to be true. There, there's a study. I mean, what could be a better way than, you know, if you're trying to create a, a carbon neutral future? We're, we're trying to achieve net zero. What better way to help that than, you know, 40% of American homes use a gas stove. Imagine if we could get them all onto electric. That will be powered by wind and solar. And then we'll shut down all the coal-fired plants, the natural gas plants. Eventually, we'll take the nuclear plants offline. And it'll just be windmills and solar farms as far as the eye can see. See? That's what they're going for. It's all part of this net zero bullcrap. Of course, what happens when you have everybody being forced to transition to electric vehicles? Not because you know they want electric vehicles. Not because I want to go out and buy a Ford Lightning or a Jeep UXE Wrangler or one of the new Hummers or Tesla or any of these electric vehicles, but because the choice is taken from me by big business in collusion with big government, which is called fascism, by the way, but we won't go there. And here we are. Everyone's being forced to get these. Eventually, the, you know, the big wigs in Washington, they go out of their way to find a way to make Gas-powered cars, illegal. You can no longer drive them. So everyone has to have one of these cars that does horrible damage to the environment to get the materials to build the batteries. Forget the motors that, that attach to each tire. The batteries alone, the lithium, the cobalt, the nickel, the things that have to go into these to make them functional to be able to store the energy needed to run the vehicles. It absolutely destroys the environment. If you see these mines out of China where, and the water from these uh, lithium leaching ponds, that gets dumped into the rivers. It's disgusting. This is all about control. This is not about, oh, we're trying to protect the environment. This isn't about if it just saves one child, if it prevents one case of asthma, we've got to take these stoves and toss them into the sea and let the salt water rust them away to nothing. No, it's not about any of that. It's about maintaining control over the populace. 
because that's what large, expansive governments do. They seek to expand. They seek to destroy. No, no, no. I'm not going to say destroy. They look to break the will. No, dadgummit. I keep saying all these things. The quiet things you can't say out loud. They want to use their benevolent force, their will. They, they want to use their benevolent will to convince you to do what they believe is the right thing. Now, I'm not quite sure what the right thing is, but they want you to do it. You know, they want you to replace your cars with electric vehicles. What they really like, though, is to have trains, electric trains running everywhere. Oh, well, yeah. See, because you live in a rural part of the state, you have to move to a city because you can't drive your car to work. You're going to have to live in the city. Well, who's going to take care of this land? Don't worry. We have people who will make sure it gets bought up and is taken care of. Or China, Bill Gates, the federal government, the Bureau of Land Management. I would not be shocked to see start taking over lands if that was the case. Then you're going to have, you know, government bureaucrats running farms and, and then we'll, it'll look like Ukraine in 1932 with people starving to death everywhere. That's what it comes down to, control. They want to control your lives. They don't care how badly you get hurt in the process. No, no, no. They don't care about the financial uh, headaches that you have to deal with. Nay, they do not even care. If you live or die, they don't care just as long as they can exert their will on you. Period. End of story. Hard and full stop. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. All right, so now that I've covered the 
Stoves, let's get into some classified materials. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, over the course of the week, it has been revealed that not once, not twice, but three times Biden aides have located classified documents. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Oh no. And this has gotten into some rather heated debates. Is a former vice president liable for classified documents he's held? Well, you have to look at some stuff here. Um, right now, they're, they're setting a precedent with Donald Trump, um, who, when he was leaving the White House, the GSA came in. Now, this is insiders. It's, I don't have this on, you know, firsthand basis. You know, insiders with the Trump administration said the GSA, the Government Services Administration, had employees come in, pack his documents, and then take them to Mar-a-Lago. And he said, hey, these documents, I want them in here, in this room. Well, and then uh, Nara found out that, you know, he may have taken stuff that in his personal documents or, and stuff that he believed to be personal documents, you know, letters from foreign dignitaries, uh, paperwork, maybe not related to running the country. And, you know, and he took it. He said, Hey, this stuff's mine. And, you know, maybe classified stuff that he, as the president, as the Supreme Court has already ruled, has the ultimate say on declassification. As in Donald Trump, hell, Joe Biden could take classified documents and he could say, I am making the decision to declassify these because as the you know, head of the executive branch, the you know, the branch that reviews and decides if something is classified materials or not. I'm going to take these. I'm going to make them public. I'm going, and he can decide. I'm going to have uh, reviewers go through and, you know, redact sources and means, you know, protect those. How did we come across this information? Who did we get it from? We're going to black that out. But generally, you can see what all of the information says. You know, all of the, what the uh, the final say on the report is. Or, you know, Joe Biden could say, I'm going to de take this and I'm going to make everything available because, you know, we used unscrupulous means that, you know, bordered on being outside the law and actually results in a gray area that should be looked at. And we want people to know where we got the information and release it all unredacted. That is his prerogative as president. That was Donald Trump's prerogative as president. So he has these classified documents. NARA finds them and they say, hey, we need to review all this. So Trump attorneys get involved. 
They say, well, we don't think this is actually, you know, needs to go to national archives, but you know, we'll work with you. So Nara says, okay, well, because it, uh, it looks like there may be some stuff that's questionable in here because it is national security related, you know, the storage room needs to have multiple locks, need to be a certain type of lock, blah, 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 blah. They put it in there. They, or they did, they put the locks on. They made sure it was secure. So that being said, let's rewind to 2017 when the Obama administration is leaving the White House. Documents go to D.C., to the offices in D.C. where Joe Biden is working, you know, post-vice presidency. You have documents that go to the Penn, was it Penn Wharton? Uh, you know, they, they go, you know, <coughs> basically they, they go to a college building, college offices, and a facility heavily funded by the Chinese Communist Party, by the way. And then part of them go to Biden's home. Anyways, last November, just prior to the election, it is discovered, oh no, Joe has top secret documents in here. That's not good. And so they bury the story until January. So they start looking around. Like I said, at his offices in D.C., they find more classified documents. And then magically, yet again, more classified documents show up in Joe's garage. And it's absolutely nuts. And, and the way people are freaking out, I say, okay, you have these offices in D.C. where you know, these files are just in a filing cabinet. They're not behind, you know, two locks. They're not behind two locks. They're not inside a locked container inside of a locked room. They're not, you know, you know all, this, all these precautions that, would normally have to, you know, be involved. They're not in a room where it can be used as a skiff, you know, a secure out. Basically a secure facility. That way people can look at classified information. You know, take your cell phones out, any kind of device that you can use to trans illegally transmit classified materials. You lock them up, you go in, you review the documents and then you put them away and then you, you have to sign into the skiff. You have to, you know, sign out this what time you went in, what time you left, and then you retrieve your phone or whatever, you know, electronic devices you had, and then you go about your day. Now this was taken was taken seriously again. Boxes in the garage to which Joe Biden, uh, they're in my my garage with, with my Corvette and. You know, I, I, I lock my garage because my Corvette's in there. No joke, man. I'm not kidding. 
it, 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 it's mind boggling. But the, the, the one of the crazy things about all of it, though, is that everyone talking about how, you know, oh, well, he, it was just stuff that he didn't know. Huh. He did not know. I mean, I want This is a clip. There's Andrea Mitchell, actually. And this is a short, like, 10-second clip. Andrea Mitchell, looking back on an interview with Joe Biden at, at the start of the Trump-Russiagate stuff in 2018, you know, saying that he didn't have access to classified documents. Let it queue up here. God love doing In 2018, Joe Biden addressed his access to classified information in an interview with me. This was in the context of Russia's interference in U.S. elections, and it was in that office, the Penn Biden Center. I don't have access to classified information anymore. I don't get briefed every morning by the agency, as I did for eight years. Okay, so I was actually in the Penn Biden Center. I don't know where I got Penn Morton. I know there's the, you know, the Penn Wharton School of Business. That's probably what I was thinking of. But at the Penn Biden Center, in his office, where they found documents. Um, so, you now some people have speculated, well, may, maybe he was getting right a book and he wanted the information for research. Uh-huh. Anyway, people are jumping all over to defend Joe Biden. Keep in mind, they want to string Donald Trump up by his um, by his man bits over, oh my God, he had all these documents. But, okay, well, they were all in one place. <gasps> they found some in his desk. Well, they found documents in his desk, but not necessarily classified documents. They were all made to with his personal papers. Okay, well, if you know he had stuff set aside and the GSA came in, just grabbed everything, threw it in boxes. I mean, can you say that he knowingly took it? Well, this led to a really dumb exchange on Twitter. In which, you know, just having the documents doesn't necessarily make it illegal. You have to have criminal intent. N no. If you take the documents and store them in an unauthorized area, unauthorized location... That is the crime. Well, you have to, you had to knowingly take them and you had to, you had to have the intent to not return them. It's like, okay, you, you just keep doing your uh, Olympic level of mental gymnastics. I hope you get the gold. But the law is clear. If you take the documents because they're mixed in with everything else, and you don't go through them, 
because well, they can't they can't say I'm uh, I'm breaking the law if I don't know they're there, even though I might suspect they are. But oh, it was ridiculous. But, you know, if the left is going to make the argument that Donald Trump and I will grant them the premise of their argument, if Donald Trump knowingly took documents that he did not sign a paper saying this is declassified, I'm keeping it for my personal records, period, end of story. If Donald Trump did not do that, knowingly took this, whether he had any intent to do anything criminal with it, whether he was going to commit espionage, whether he was going to commit extortion, whatever. Regardless of those kind of modes, he's just like, this is mine, I'm keeping it, boom. Nothing to show that I've declassified it, it's just I'm taking it. Then, yes, Donald Trump should be prosecuted under the federal code for unlawfully taking and illegally storing these documents. And if you're going to be 100% by the book, Donald Trump broke the law, then you have to give Joe Biden the same benefit of, or you have to give him the same charges. He, knowing he took these documents that were not blessed off on as secure by the, the great Messiah, Barack Obama, they were not declassified by the great savior, Barack Obama, pardon me. And not only were they stored in multiple locations, they were stored in locations that did not have anywhere near the security that Mar-a-Lago has. See, if you go to Mar-a-Lago, the private residence of Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> somebody's not just walking in off the street and going into you know, the, the private residence. Hell, even... Even if you're trying to walk in off the street, it is a private club and you are not getting in without an invitation or a membership. The whole idea that Joe Biden's documents were far more secure than Donald Trump's is ridiculous. You know, well, they're at my house in Delaware with my garage and you know, it's in the, with my Corvette, and I locked the I locked the garage door to protect my Corvette. Well, yeah, because no car has no car has never been stolen out of a garage ever in the history of garages. No one has ever decided to uh, you know break into a house and go out through the garage. And knowing that's a former vice president, he has some boxes. They might have some interesting stuff in there. And the whole idea that all of this is just, could just be waved away. Oh, well, yeah, it's just Joe, man. People have to keep in mind, Joe Biden is about as honest as... 
a, a politician. He's a guy who literally backed out of a presidential campaign because the big speech that he gave about, you know, his, you know, his uncle coming out of the coal mine, you know, going into the coal mine before the sun went down or before the sun came up and not coming out of the coal mine until the sun went till after the sun went down, his world was in darkness, blah, blah, blah. That was stolen from a British politician. Joe Biden is a man who spent many, many years saying the semi-driver who killed his first wife, the mother of, uh, of Bowen Hunter, saying that he drank his lunch, saying that he was a drunk driver. When it turns out, no, Joe, your wife ran a stop sign and drove in front of a semi. How that family of that driver didn't get any settlement out of Joe Biden for, you know, for slander. For outright just trying to destroy this man's image. It is beyond me. But Joe Biden has a huge history of being a liar. So when he was sitting down with Andrew Mitchell in 2018, in his office, in the Penn Biden Center, where the documents were found, saying that he does not have access to classified information. Now, Joe was never all there to begin with, but in 2018, a year out of uh, serving as vice president, he was still pretty together. I'm not saying he was all together, but he was he was way more there than he is now. Looking Andrea Mitchell in the eye, I don't have this. I'm willing to bet he knew damn well what he had in that office. And the simps that just jump online, oh, he didn't know. He wasn't breaking the law. He didn't know. Well, you know what? Ignorance is not a defense. Just because you don't know shooting someone in the face without cause, well, without the cause of self-defense, just because you don't know it's illegal doesn't mean that it isn't. It doesn't mean you're not breaking the law when you shoot someone in the face. Just because there's a number of things. Number of things you can go, well, I didn't know that was against the law. Well, now you do. And just because you didn't know it at the time, it doesn't cover it. If I go out not knowing and I shoot an animal, not knowing that it's out of season and game warden stops me, guess what? They're still going to cite me for poaching, regardless of if I knew when the season ended or hadn't yet begun, whether I knew that or not. 
if Joe Biden took those documents, whether he knew he had them or not, and he stored them illegally, he was still in violation of the law. Now, they can't, I guarantee they cannot make a case that he was attempting to commit espionage unless they find a whole bunch of uh, email traffic stating that he's going to sell this information. Okay. And in that case, they can, they can make a case. They can make the case at that point. But the whole idea that Joe Biden just not knowing he had them, I'm sorry. That's like Hillary stay, staying in front of, staying in front of Congress or saying to, uh, you know, to the FBI, well, they faxed me this. It didn't say top secret on it. Well, what do you think this U and the C and this T stand for over by these paragraphs? Well, I didn't know. Blah, blah, blah. You'd been secretary of state. You were first lady to a president. You had, br- you had briefings with in- members of in- the intelligence community. And you're telling me you didn't know what those markers by each individual paragraph, the ones that say this paragraph is classified, this paragraph is unclassified, but because it is, it is on a document with other, you know, secret information, that means the whole document is secret. And you have to get permission to release that one unclassified paragraph on that page. (coughs) Because you have to make, someone has to go through and make sure that what you're going to release is fully redacted to cover up the classified information. I I can speak to this, and I'm not trying to speak from a position of authority. That's a that's a horrible, you know, it's a it's a horrible logical fallacy. Well, I've worked with this, so I know what I'm talking about. I, I'm not pulling that. I am saying that as a member of the military who had a secret clearance. We regularly had to have trainings on handling classified materials because you come across it. I remember being in Afghanistan, the room they had all the security cameras in. That's where they had, you know, they had their sipper uh, net, which is, you know, the secret internet stuff they they used for emailing classified information. Then they had another net that was even more secure than Sipper. I don't remember what the name of it is, but stuff that's even too classified for Sipper goes over that. That system also had video teleconference network attached to it. And that video network, well, Every now and then, there were people who had to have teleconference meetings while we were in the room. 
I couldn't tell you what was said in that room, even if I remembered, because I had a clearance. It was not a top secret SCI, secret compartmentalized information. Nope. But even if I did have that clearance, I chose not to pay attention to the meeting because it didn't pertain to me. I just sat and I stared at those security cameras and I completely ignored everything that was going on because, again, it didn't pertain to me. It, it, it's amazing how easy it is to, you know, have, you know, informational security, infosec, as the, um, the military likes to call it. It's not hard. And the idea that Joe Biden just accidentally wandered off with a handful of classified documents, I find I find that way more suspicious than Donald Trump saying, yes, I have these, and I have them locked up where people cannot get to them. Now, I'm not saying Donald Trump is in the right. Frankly, I don't know. If he broke the law, there's, there should be consequences for breaking the law. Period. End of story. The same goes for our esteemed sitting president. All right, so that's going to wrap up this week's show again. If you're looking for this on YouTube or Rumble, I apologize because my network's being dumb and I'm having issues with the live streaming. And for that, again, I apologize. Hey, look, this episode's bookended by apologies. <clears throat> Pardon me. Now, again, I got to say to everyone who is subscribed, who is listening to this on Apple, on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Pandora, Amazon Music, whatever. Thank you so very much. If you are on a platform that supports rating and reviewing, please, I want you to do these four things. The same four things I ask every week. If this is your first time listening, checking out the show, see if you're going to like it, please hit the subscribe button. That's number one. Number two, please rate this show. I'm looking for five stars, all except four. Three and below, we need to have a talk because the, the more five-star ratings it gets, the more uh, the different platforms like to, uh, you know, the algorithm bots push it out so other people will see it and go, oh, five stars. Or, you know, this has got a lot of five-star reviews. People seem to like it. I'll check it out. After you rate it, please write a review. Be nice. Maybe fluff it a little bit. Don't get carried away. Don't write some uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne novel that, you know, where you could have said, I really liked it. He's entertaining. He's informative. Great, great show. Check it out. Instead of writing something like that, you do this like giant five page narr narrative that could have just said, but well, I did in three sentences. So please review it. And finally, once you have subscribed, rated, and reviewed, please share this episode with someone who you think will like the show. Again, word of mouth gets things a lot further. 
share it. Say, hey, check this episode out. Maybe send it to someone who you think this will drive them absolutely bonkers. I don't care because that helps get my numbers up as far as the number of downloads. So please share with a friend. Like I said, someone, someone you think like it, someone you think will hate it. If you need to use me to troll your friends, by all means, please use me. I will be your trolling tool. Again, thank you so very much for listening. Uh, remember, if you are wanting to help support this show again financially, uh, on the uh, relentlessdaring.com, if you scroll to the bottom, you will see a donate. You'll see two donation links. One's for PayPal. One is for uh, coffee. Check those out. Either way, you can do a one-time and do a you know monthly donation. Or if you really want to really want help, go to patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan show. Check it out. Um, there become a subscriber there. You'll get access to ad-free episodes because hey, ACAST likes to put ads in the middle of my show. So if you don't like those ads, other than you know me talking about coffee at the start of the episode, please by all means go to patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. Subscribe minimum. Smallest thing you can do is five bucks. And that gets you access to ad-free episodes, uh, early access to interviews. So you don't have anything lined out. Uh, but you can check out some of my uh some of the other episodes there that are you know, my bonus content, the extra shots. So please, you know, everything that you do to go that goes in the show financially, as far as, you know, five, ten dollar donations, it all goes back into the show. I don't waste it willy nilly on McDonald's or Starbucks coffee when I can have my own American Pride Roasters here at the house. Um, again. You guys keep this going. You're the reason I keep coming back every week and driving my wife crazy that I'm in here yelling at a microphone for an hour and then spending like two hours editing and uploading. Again, you all make it worth it. Thank you so very much. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 